You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. Emmanuel Macron wins election to France's presidency despite last-minute hacking. The hacked emails seem not scandalous as the story develops. Germany and the UK brace for cyber espionage in their own upcoming elections. The Intel AMT flaw is more serious than expected and will get fixes this week. The handbrake download server was rat-infested. And the ransomware market features Frozerlock and Fatboy. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, May 8, 2017. France's presidential elections are over, and Emmanuel Macron has won office against the National Front's Marine Le Pen, despite 11th-hour leaks of hacked emails. French election law prohibits distribution of late-breaking materials within 40 hours of voting. The law is best understood as mandating a news blackout with a view to avoiding the sort of last-minute surprise a campaign would have difficulty responding to. Macron's En Marche movement disclosed that it had been breached shortly before the legally mandated blackout began. A variety of social and alternative media did push the material, including several based in the U.S., 4chan prominently among them. WikiLeaks was apparently not among the hosts, as had been widely reported, but Julian Assange's site did offer some magnet linking that kept the archive accessible after some of the original sites had been taken down. On Marsh says most of the material in the dump is genuine, but that the archive has been salted with fabricated content aimed at disinformation. Some of the fake content, Unmarsh suggests, was put there itself, both protectively to discredit the leakers and possibly as a kind of canary trap. The dump is very large and will take time to sort out, but preliminary looks suggest most of the materials is anodyne, routine, and not particularly scandalous. Thus, it's much more like the low-grade penetration of Republican sites during the last U.S. election than it is the more incendiary hacking of the Democratic National Committee. The Republican leaks consisted mostly of thank yous to donors, notes about fundraising dinners, and so forth. The Unmarsh leaks seem to largely be that sort of thing. French authorities, of course, are investigating, and early speculation about attribution looks toward Russia, since the incident resembles influence operations Russian intelligence services are generally and officially regarded as having conducted during the last U.S. campaign cycle. 
Both Trend Micro and Flashpoint have reported circumstantial evidence that Russia's GRU Military Intelligence Service was behind the incident. And remember, GRU operations are also commonly known as APT-28, Pawnstorm, and of course, Fancy Bear. Before the last-minute tranche of leaks, President-elect Macron had called for closer ties between French and U.S. intelligence services. He envisioned a comprehensive overhaul of France's defense policy, and some of his senior advisors have indicated a desire to approximate the sort of relationship currently enjoyed by the intelligence services of the Five Eyes, the U.S., the U.K., Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. So we shall see if current concerns about cyber espionage drive a transformation of the Five Eyes into the Cisia. British and German officials prepare for cyber attacks and influence operations against their own upcoming elections. German officials engage in public musing about hacking back at offending servers. Predictable German attacks alarmism ensues among the many who really ought to know better. The British general election has been called for June 8th, exactly a month from today. German federal elections are farther out. Germans will go to the polls on September 24th. Not all the news at the beginning of the week is so obviously political and cloak and keyboard. Last week, researchers disclosed a long-standing authentication bypass flaw in several generations of Intel chips. That flaw, discovered by security firm Embedi, is expected to be fixed later this week. In the meantime, researchers warn that the vulnerability is worse than initially thought, with more active management technology users exposed to more dangerous remote code execution than initial estimates reported. Intel has published, as an interim measure, both a vulnerability detection tool and a mitigation guide. They're available at downloadcenter.intel.com download. There's also a problem reported with the popular video conversion app Handbrake. A mirror download server for the software was compromised by hackers, who replaced the Mac version with its own version that comes preloaded with the Proton Remote Access Trojan. Handbrake has issued removal instructions. Researchers continue to follow the twists and turns of Snake in the dark web. It's spyware that's confirmed to exist for Windows and Mac, and there are reasons to suspect that it also has a Linux version as well. Snake, properly speaking, refers to the Mac version being tracked by the researchers at Fox IT. The Windows version has been named Casuar by Palo Alto Networks after a word found in the malware's source code. Casuar is cassowary in various Slavic languages, so a big bird. Palo Alto believes it's found signs in Casuar code that a Linux version is also out there. Kazuar seems to represent an upgrade over the Ouroboros spyware used by Turla, a threat actor believed by Kaspersky and others to be operating out of Russia, perhaps as early as 1995. Among the novelties seen in Kazuar is an API that enables the malware's masters to reverse command and control traffic as needed. Turla and its works seem to represent the sort of hybrid state criminal operation often observed in Eastern Europe. And elsewhere in the dark web, the cyber black market sees the continuing popularity of ransomware. Both of the recent entries we're hearing about hail from Russia. The first, Frozer Lock, is offered to criminal customers at the low, low price of $220. It comes with a slick presentation and a tagline touting it as a great security tool that encrypts most of your files in several minutes, which on reflection hardly sounds like a recommendation. 
and Recorded Futures look at the Fat Boy ransomware-as-a-service offering discloses an interesting pricing structure. Fat Boy uses the Economist's Big Mac Index to peg pricing to the victim's regional cost of living. Thus, a Londoner or a Manhattanite should expect to pay more than a resident of Sheffield or Indianapolis. So, from each according to their abilities to each according to their needs, we guess. Big Mac, by the way, is a tool that explains exchange rates and has nothing to do with the 563-calorie confection offered at McDonald's restaurants. So any connection to Fat Boy is purely coincidental. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. Joining me once again is Emily Wilson. She's the director of analysis at Terbium Labs. Now, Emily, we covered the fact that uh, Op Israel happened recently. Every uh, April seventh, it comes around, uh, and you all saw some interesting, uh, some interesting observations when it came to Op Israel this year. We did. You know, every April seventh, we you know kind of keep an eye out, expect this to happen, and I think it's interesting that we have these kind of anticipated events in cybersecurity, right? We, we expect data to be leaked. We know roughly what it will be and how, how it will appear and what people will say about it. But what we didn't expect this year was that we saw actually a bunch of uh, op Islam posts, uh, information being dumped kind of in the week leading up to it and then definitely kind of in bulk on April 7th. Normally we see those in kind of the days following, right? These kind of retaliatory posts uh, in exchange for, for the op Israel data on April 7th. But this year it was the other way around. So just to, to, to clarify, explain to me what is op Islam posts? What is that? Yeah, in this case, so these these op Islam posts, you know, op Islam is a broader um, operation kind of uh, attacking any kind of Islamic targets. What we saw here were it was still in that same vein, right? So whether these are um, kind of Muslim targets or companies that have ties in the Muslim world, what we saw were uh, these same kinds of posts, but with active and open pro-Israeli kind of manifestos at the beginning. And, and we reported that um, Op Israel really has, historically, has not been much more than a nuisance to the Israelis. I think that's a fair assessment. You know, I, I think certainly probably the first year of this, everyone was a little surprised. And, you know, 2014, then I suppose the second year, you know, kind of people watching this space. But 
now we know to expect it. We know largely how the information is going to appear. And I think in this case, it's people looking for any outliers. What's new? What's different? Or is this going to be same old, same old? So is it more a, a matter of, uh, of a group getting attention rather than actually you know, thinking that they're going to, to really have any effect on Israeli security? Yeah, I think, uh, at least from the data that I saw this year, it, I didn't see anything that went uh, as far as really getting into uh, kind of true Israeli state security. I think we have here a couple of groups of people who are looking to kind of make a nationalistic or religious statement, uh, and they're kind of picking, picking sites that are moderately interesting, but not, not overly impactful at a state level. All right, Emily Wilson, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Listeners, we're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey and share your feedback now. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Cyberwire. 